good day to you all. My name is Donato and welcome to my latest podcast of You, Me and Sub 3. Yes, for those of you new here, very warm welcome to you. I'm the new kid on the block when it comes to podcasts. Uh, for some of you, you may have uh, seen me, heard me on the uh, YouTubes or other social media. You can find me on the, the YouTubes as the Running Guru Show or Run Guru Run on various social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but the title of this podcast of You, Me and Sub3 is based on uh, this coming April in London. I'm hoping to uh, run my first Sub3 marathon. It'll be just a couple of weeks before my uh, 59th birthday. So I'm very looking forward to the uh, journey uh, towards that. And I just wanted to do a podcast to interview some great people on various topics, those who are helping me in terms of my journey to go into sub three but also some of my other favorite topics which in particular is about helping people be more active and uh, having had uh, a few children myself all grown up and gone there but in their 20s now um, one of the things in our society now where we try and help children be more active because uh, obesity is quite uh, an issue both uh, for adults and for children and uh, who else to have but someone who is brilliant, absolutely brilliant in terms of helping with their organisation and helping people around the world be more active. And uh, it's none other than Tom Williams, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Parkrun Global, which is an absolute phenomenon, a global phenomenon, hence Parkrun Global, in terms of helping thousands and thousands of people all around the world be more active in the Saturday park runs, but also helping with the uh, junior park runs as well. So without further ado, let's crack on with uh, my chat with uh, Tom Williams. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing, seeing or hearing you <laughs> or speaking with you at my next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Good day, one and all. Welcome to the latest podcast. My name is Donato and this is You, Me and Sub3, where we talk about all things running, activity and all that type of fun stuff. And it's with great pleasure I've got an absolutely brilliant guest on of part of a global phenomenon in running around the world. But you're probably wondering why am I getting this wonderful guest on? Because the topic for me, and it's close to my heart, having had uh, brought up a number of children and about keeping kids active, and I certainly believe getting kids outside and active is obviously a good thing. And we live in a society where childhood obesity is at an all-time high and studies suggest too much television time may contribute to behaviour problems, poor grades and even depression later in life. But are the physical and mental demands of long distance running safe for children? At what age is competition appropriate and what do parents need to keep in mind? These are the questions that are often uh, brought out. So when I saw this guest uh, on social media talking about um, activity and children. Um, without further ado, I, I just want to introduce none other than the Chief Operating Officer of Park Run Global. That's Tom Williams. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you very much, Donato. It's, I, I tell you, it's an absolute delight. I haven't done a number of park runs. It's, it's almost like you're one of my heroes and <laughs> park runs that goes on there. It's, it's brilliant. And I think very it's... Good. Fantastic. And obviously yeah. I'm not we're not but we're not here to talk about parkrun no. specifically. We're here to talk about um, getting kids active and more active and uh, the science behind it, because I did see on the social media a number of people and there was sort of both sides 
of the argument when you did tweet about getting kids being active and obviously there's people who have concerns and then there's the other extreme where I've seen instances where parents throw their children unless they um, vomit at the end of a race they haven't tried hard enough and yes you know so it's getting a happy balance on that but if you want to give the uh, listeners uh, viewers a bit of a background about yourself Tom not just in terms of the partner but also your uh, sports science background yeah, I'd be delighted. So, so I think two things to to kick off. One, I'm I'm definitely not a medical doctor, so I'm definitely not kind of making any advice for any specific individuals based on yeah. uh, being anything to do with medical profession. And I'm also not a preachy parent. I've got an eight year old daughter and a and a five year old son, and we can talk about them and their engagement in physical activity. But there's there's nothing worse than a parent is there that says I'm doing everything right and you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So yeah, you know, I I definitely want to come across across like that. I um. I did a degree, um, um, so I've been involved in sport and physical activity and so on for in the region of 25 years. I started my degree in sport and exercise, sorry, in fact, human biology, exercise and health, sorry, at Oxford Brookes University. I started that in 1996. Um, and then I um, went on to do a master's degree in sport and exercise science at Leeds Metropolitan University. And then I went on to um, become a lecturer in sport and exercise science at the University of Leeds. And I did that from 2006 to 2010. During that time, I also worked as a personal trainer, um, um, at a big multinational uh, fitness chain. And I trained personal, I became a master trainer and trained personal trainers. And I also worked a little bit in elite sports. I worked in with some Premier League football teams, championship football teams, with some yeah. rugby teams and so on. And so I've got a pretty decent, I'd say I'm kind of a jack of all trades. And now I'm the the chief operating officer of Part Run Global. So I oversee um, our, all of our operations of, of our global, um, what we call footprint of events, I guess. And we've got a, nearly 2,100 events with 6.6 million people registered across 21 countries with about 400,000 people a week taking part from the age of four to to 104. So I wouldn't call myself necessarily a real specialist in any specific area, but I've got a 25 years of, of experience across a pretty wide range of, of physical activity and health. Fantastic, fantastic. I would I would put you in that you know what you're talking about in your area of uh, expertise. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. So in terms of the topic of getting kids active, yeah. as, as before we, we came in, I was talking about with, with my children and obviously you've got two young ones and I yeah. vividly remember when my kids were around uh, the age of yours. Yeah. And But they were always active. I mean, even when we were kids, we always wanted to get out and about and uh, for me, back in the 60s and 70s, that's all we did. Obviously, we didn't have Nintendos and Game Boys and all that kind of things yep. to keep us inside. Movies, Netflix, Amazon, there was none of that. So we entertain ourselves by getting out and about. How, in terms of for children, is, is it good getting them out from an early age? Do we just let them go and do their own thing? Should it be monitored <laughs> in any way? Uh, well, when we were kids, that's what happened if it was and a nice day, we, we left the house at 10 in the morning and we came back when it got dark or we left the house at eight in the morning, came back when it got dark. But we don't want to sound like a couple of old blokes going, you know, no. it was good when in our day. Do you know what I mean? Well, back in but I, look, I, I think, in the <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, back in black and white. Look, there, I think there's an overriding principle here. And, and I think, you know, having observed physical activity and health and physical activity and health guidance and behavior for, for a long time, um, I think one of the big issues we have, or there's a number of big issues, but one of the big issues is that, and our conversation started around, is is running good for children or not? One of the issues we have is that 
in order to make unhealthy changes to behavioral guidance and to what we do it seems like we don't need any evidence at all so for a soft drinks company for example to start selling sugar-laden caffeine-laden drinks to children they don't need any evidence nobody's saying to them when they start selling whatever it might be well hang on a minute where's the long-term evidence for that and again and again and again we see examples of poor health like the baddies as it were not yeah, having to yeah. justify why they're doing what they're doing um yet at the same time the the goodies the people like us that want to get people active and healthy and and to eat well and live well we seem to have to justify ourselves all yeah, the time yeah. in terms of you know it, it's remarkable when you think about when if you stop to think okay we're, we're having to actually try and prove that running something we've done since human beings began is not bad for us and when you stop to think about that you think well hang on a minute well, why why is it not the other way around why why are people who are advocating not doing things having to demonstrate that not doing something is, is good for them so it's, it's very odd so i think the way we think about it is, is entirely the wrong way around that it disadvantages the good the good team over the bad team i think also we hear a lot of stuff that is repeated and repeated and repeated. Oh, it's bad for the knees. And if it's repeated enough, people believe it. I know. And I know. and it's very rare that, that people you hear people say, "Well, hang on a minute, is that true? Is that right?" So you're saying X, you're adamant, and I know loads of experts have told you that, and I know you've read it in the paper, and I know you see it on the internet, and I know you've done this, but have you ever? thought about it have you ever kind of just paused and and gone hang on a minute and so when we go back into putting using park run as an example when we started park run in 2007 there was this unevidenced unthought through unjustifiable position that running in our case five kilometers that running five kilometers is bad for children and there was a whole load of guidance, you know, proper. If you'd looked on the uh, on the UKA website or the IAAF website, it might even still be there. Guidance around children shouldn't be do shouldn't be running 5k. And so, you know, I came from a non, you know, I was an Ironman triathlete competing at fairly fairly decent amateur standard and and training a lot. So was my wife. But but actually, we came from a non-establishment background. So I had quite a questioning background of hang on a minute is that right i, I won't really believe anything unless mm. unless it's demonstrably yeah, yeah. true and so i got involved in part run in 2007 in fact did i say we started in 2007 we started in 2004 i got involved in 2007 and yes. i started working yeah. for part running in late 2010 early 2011 and as we were getting bigger of course when we were small nobody took any notice of us as we got bigger people started saying hang on a minute children shouldn't be running 5k and I and 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 I'd say, oh, okay, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't. I'm not aware of any evidence that that's the case. And we have run since human beings began. We've. I ran loads we're, when I'm a kid. I'm born, fine. My dad ran legs, loads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're born with. You know, that's what we do. I'm more than happy to accept that if you could provide some evidence. And remarkably, when you actually said to people, and, and you know, you're not being confrontational. We're not having an argument. We're not shouting. You're just saying, yeah, that's great. The second you can provide some evidence for me, because I'm, I'm in my ignorance, I'm not aware of any. 
the second you can provide evidence for me that children running any distance feel free to provide it for 100 mile races whatever you like that any distance then we can move forwards but until that point i'm not prepared to ex- to, to to accept a regulation that stops children participating in a, in one of the most natural forms of physical activity we can possibly imagine based on actually zero evidence other than people repeating it again and again and again and then people believing it yeah yeah i mean i'm totally on on board with that time i understand i i often call it the vociferous minority where you just get a handful of people who keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. and i think i once tweeted and a few people shouting me down it says if a lot of people are saying something it just means a lot of people are saying something it doesn't prove anything yeah. <laughs> it just means that, a lot of people are saying it that's exactly yeah. right and I, i'm all for evidence-based decisions i'm all for i'm absolutely all for that but actually that it goes both ways and and i think we have there has to be an element of common sense so despite you know my my semi-scientific background for me common sense you know is the first thing you should go to and, you know now i grew up i spent a lot of in, in my early years i spent a lot of time in africa um uh, running around literally with no shoes so we lived in tanzania for a, for a few years when i was a small child i didn't own a pair of shoes for a few years i ran around all day long in the in the in the late 70s um and had a, a really really active life and of course running around with no shoes all day long was you know I, i'm you know perfectly fit and healthy now and that's great and i was fortunate enough to spend a number of t- years through my kind of formative years through my teenage years uh, accompanying my dad where who worked in the rift valley and spent a lot of time with pretty traditional maasai not totally traditional maasai but pretty yeah, yeah. traditional drinking milk and blood and and living the lifestyle that they did and and being really really active and and and, and I, i've been fortunate enough to walk through um the rift valley just myself and a friend and some young maasai lads when we were kids and you know these communities were super active all day long um you know way 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 more than 5k living naturally and actually when you think about it we've had you know thousands and thousands and thousands of years of being active and being running and and everybody's fine at the same time we have this um epidemic of inactivity that nobody argues is is causing problems i mean that's the irony is the same people Mm -hmm. saying children shouldn't run would also say that we've got this issue with inactivity and you know the world health organization who aren't always right will do say and uh, they uh, they will say children aged 5 17 should accumulate 60 minutes of moderate to physical moderate to vigorous intensity physical activity every single day now the average five-year-old walking and running 5k probably take them my daughter did one when she was six and it took her 68 minutes and she she didn't run a step so she was walking yeah. So that's not actually vigorous activity for her. She was walking and feeding the ducks. Yeah. yeah. There is no component of that that is in any way demonstrably bad, demonstrably bad for anybody in any way. And so we don't necessarily need the science to know that's clearly bonkers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've, I think the common sense, when you touch on that word common sense, and uh, I think someone once told me there's nothing more un- uncommon now than common sense. And I think uh, maybe we need to get help people to get more in touch, to come away from the tech and the science and actually listen to themselves and listen to their body. And I love the comment from one of the ladies on your social media thing where she said she had two children and one child loved it and the other one didn't. So I think 
I'll let the one who loves it carry on and the one who didn't, maybe it's not for them. And then someone commented and says, heaven forbid, how dare you use common sense? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think that the, the key message for those who are listening and, and watching is, is uh, those with children. Because I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people do and maybe can be overprotective of their children or we often hear covered in cotton wool. What, how can we help people overcome? Because if they keep hearing this thing, it's bad. How can we, as um, responsible adults who we know it's good, how can we help um, parents or guardians or aunts and uncles? Because sometimes the aunts and uncles want to take their nephews and nieces, but the parents say, oh, no, it's not good for them. How can we help mm -hmm. people to encourage to uh, get them out. I mean, at the end of the day, I always say you don't have to run the 5K. You can just walk it. I mean, for me and my kids, we used to just walk everywhere. We, we didn't do any running. I've only mm. took up running a few years ago. So they've grown up and gone. I think they're grateful that they uh, don't leave me now that I'm running because I don't think they may want to join in with the running. But they certainly would do a lot of walking. We're very active. How would you help to encourage those who want to get the kids more active? Well, look, I think there's a, there's a couple of things. And one, and a really useful useful saying for me is, is that we shouldn't blame modern diseases on traditional behaviours. And mm -hmm. so when we're thinking about health behaviour in general, when we're looking at things that are, that are modern illnesses, so that's the diseases associated with sedentary lifestyle, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Sedentary lifestyle is is a is a modern behaviour and that's a modern disease. Whereas walking and running and being really really active all day is a traditional behaviour that every single yes. human being has done for thousands of years. And so I think there's this there's this odd thing where where we start to blame, like I say, modern uh, sorry traditional behaviours on modern diseases. And that's a good place to start mentally. I think really importantly for us and 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 and, the, and in this context of advising parents not wanting to sound like a preachy parent but advising parents around the, the how to get kids physically active um i think the first thing is to start to understand what being physically active means and i think i think there's a huge amount of misinformation out there and i don't think it's helped necessarily yeah. by the kind of guidelines i mentioned a moment ago around an amount of time and an intensity of activity so i think actually there's increasingly people are saying well hang on a minute we shouldn't be saying elevate your heart rate for an amount of day we shouldn't be set for amount of time a day we shouldn't be saying be vigorous or moderate or whatever it be what we should be saying is we should be saying just move just just move yeah. get out and move and do a bit you know excuse me do a bit more than you were and, and being sedentary is not good for you but actually don't overthink it <coughs> excuse me sorry don't, I say. don't overthink it think about being active so when we put that into the context of of our children and getting them involved in in park run now there are a couple of things one 5k is a long way for a lot of kids now our two children our daughter's eight our son's five they're both very active they've walked to nursery since they were one and a half or two or whenever they could walk and they've walked to school ever since then every day they're very active but for them 5k is a bit too far their choice not my choice if they wanted yeah. to do it we yeah. do it i'm not i'm not stopping them doing it they mostly it's too far mentally so they get bored and and they don't hold their attention for that long and other kids do and that's that's fine so my daughter's done one 5k part run my son's done none and they're not really interested in that and that's absolutely fine yeah um some kids four-year-olds want to run fast every single week and if they want to do that and they're happy doing it enjoying it that's absolutely fine 
what we do for our engagement with running and park run for our family is at our local junior park run, which takes place on a Sunday at 9am in England and Wales, 9.30 in Scotland, Northern Ireland. And that's 2K. And children can do it on their own. So at 5K park run events, children under the age of 11 need to be accompanied. But at 2K events, they can do it on their own, which is actually really, really quite helpful because some children like a little bit of independence, yeah. even yeah. when they're very young. Like, exactly. leave me alone, Dad. I want to go yeah. and do yeah. it. So our rule, and it, this comes for our family, and this comes from, I think, a real understanding of what where the value is in physical activity and what physical activity means. And this is based on my kind of 25 years of, of, of thinking about it. The value is in moving and is being outdoors and is in being social. Now, everything else doesn't really matter. So for some people, they get a PB and they're really excited. For some people, walking to the park, having a cup of coffee, and not for the kids, and walking home yeah. is a really, really good thing. And so understanding that, I don't know, 90% of the value comes from moving at any intensity, just moving, being outside, loads of research saying that being outside in, in nature is really good for you, and being social. And again, loads of research saying being social and active is good for you. So our rule for our kids is we go to junior park run every single Sunday, we go to the park and we never we never miss it. All four of us, my wife, myself, our two kids, we never miss it. However, they can run, they can walk, they can volunteer, they can pull out halfway, they can just mess around in the park, they can climb trees, they can sit in the cafe and have a tea cake. They can do whatever they like. The rule is we're outside and we're moving and the moving can just be walking to the park. It's about half a mile from our house can just yeah. be walking to the park yeah. and back but they're outside they're moving in they're social and actually sometimes our son or our daughter will say oh i want to go for a pb today and they go for a pb and sometimes they'll yeah. say yeah. would you run with me and we run with them and sometimes they start and they pull out and that's fine and sometimes they don't want to do it and and i think by allowing them and it works for us and i'm not saying you know this is just our experience as a family by allowing them the total autonomy over whether you just turn up and sit in a tree with your mate and put the world to rights, or whether you turn up and you go for a PB in the rain or whatever you want, by giving them that choice, I feel, I hope it gives them a really positive understanding of physical activity. Because unfortunately, a lot of guidelines would, would give you credit, as it were, if you're an adult, five times 30 minutes a day, of five times 30 minutes a week of vigorous physical activity. That would give you credit for going to a gym and uh, 11 o'clock at night and sitting on a stationary bike uh, they shouldn't even let, be allowed to be called a stationary <laughs> and not bike. even pedaling it it's sitting on a stationary bike and raising your heart rate for half an hour now you would get yeah that's you would get credit for that yet you're not seeing your family you're not seeing your friends you're compromising sleep you're not outside you're not being social yeah. you're not getting natural light so yeah. yes you're raising your heart rate for half an hour but i would i would argue and you could it's probably pretty decently arguable that's making you less healthy but yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't give you credit, as it were, for walking to your local park, never raising your heart rate, chatting to your mates, having a tea cake in the cafe, being really, really social, being outside, feeling good, getting some fresh air and walking home. And actually, it's obvious if you stop and think about it, if you actually stop and go, let's think, let's actually think about this independently. What do we think? Well, clearly walking to the park with your family is a million times better than sitting on an exercise bike in a gym at 11 o'clock yeah, at night i mean yeah, yeah. and and i think when we i would encourage people listening to think about those things 
think about what they enjoy think about what makes them smile are you smiling and laughing if you're smiling and laughing you're doing it right and if you're not you're probably doing it wrong accepting that sometimes you want to turn up and you might be a kid and this is fine and you might be an adult and this is fine you want to turn up and really get it on and you really want to have a good old gurn and you want to push yourself through a pain barrier and you want to go for a pb and that's fine if you're four or 104 or anything in between but but when you're thinking about how do we approach this because the, the one thing we get is yeah but i see loads of kids crying at part run <laughs> you don't see that many kids crying actually and i see lots I, of no i don't see any adults crying <laughs> i see kids crying at school i see kids yeah, exactly, crying because their parents exactly. are pushing them to do maths or geography i see kids crying because you know my daughter really wants to play the piano every now and again my, and she loves playing the piano every now and again she can't get it right and she cries and it's a miserable experience and mm. i think mm. there's just because you know if we if i said to my kids you just do whatever you want every single day they would watch peppa pig and paw patrol <laughs> and the sun coming up to the sun coming down and that's all they would do and so you, you there has to be as a parent an element of you know what i'm going to try and work out a combination of what's right for them what they enjoy and so on yeah. and i'm sure if we said to either of our children you must run park run every week and you must do your best every week and run as fast as you can they'd hate it and they'd be miserable and the, the soonest possible moment they could stick two fingers up at us and never come yeah, back they'd do that yeah. i guarantee it i mean i couldn't agree with you more tom there's so much we can learn from children where it's just about the whole organic thing and the way you were talking there it was sort of almost not word for word but uh, i don't know if you ever read the book outliers by malcolm gladwell where he talks about a particular town or village in the US that has the lowest heart attack rate in the whole country. Um, and I'll just quickly summarise. Um, when they went to the town village, it was nothing to do with exercise, nothing to do with um, this, that or the other. The people there were all different shapes, sizes. It was exactly what you've said, where they just out and about being active, doing their own thing, enjoying company, enjoying food, enjoying drink and doing what they feel to do. So I think like what you say, if you give the children the freedom to do what they want, obviously with some guidance, if, if a child says, oh, this is hurting, ask them why is it hurting and so on. But I think allowing them the freedom, as you said, it, it sounds absolutely brilliant. I think um, the way you said that is is uh, bang on. And as you mentioned, if you can just re remind us again that the 2K park runs are every Sunday morning. Yeah, so we, we kind of relaunched Junior Park Run in 2013. So there were a few events going before then, a handful of events, but we relaunched it properly in 2013. And, and now I think we've got about 300, and, off the top of my head, 350 Junior Park Run events around, around the UK. So there's probably mm -hmm. one near you if you're listening to this. And, and the reason why we did that for a couple of reasons. And, um, you know, we, we all know, certainly if you're involved in Park Run, we all know loads of four, five, six-year-olds who are really, really perfectly happy and capable doing 5K every week. And that's absolutely fine. If they're enjoying it, like I say, there is absolutely not one single shred of evidence that children running 5K every single once a week, every week on any surface, there's no evidence that's bad for them whatsoever. I mean, there really isn't. I challenge people all the time to provide it and nobody ever has. I've never, I've never found any. But for lots of children, that is too far. And again, I'm thinking more they're saying it's too far. So they, yes. they don't enjoy yeah. it. They get bored. They want to do something else. It's freezing cold. It's miserable. Yeah. They've got short attention spans. And so actually, as we as we matured as an organization, so in 2013, we were nine years old. So we were growing up as an organization. We realized actually 
there's something here for we need to do something a little bit more attainable for the younger children. We also saw that families that being active together as a family is really, really important. Like to be able to do something together is is critical. And mm -hmm. actually, most families with a super fit nine year old who can run 5K in 21 minutes, the mum and dad can't keep up and the, <laughs> the younger <laughs> siblings can't keep up. And so it, it doesn't really, you're not doing something together. And so what we thought was actually, if we reduce the distance and we make it more achievable, we will attempt to also engage the less active, less fit um, adults with the children. And we purposefully don't record the adults' attendance because we want to kind of trick them into taking part in a 2K <laughs> walk stroke yeah, run yeah, yeah. without realising, because we think they'd be turned off if they realised they were doing it. And so the idea was, and this is absolutely borne out in, in not only our anecdotal experience, but the, but the research that we do alongside it internally, is we get four and five-year-olds and almost every four or five-year-old is is certainly almost every four-year-old is a natural runner and is fit and healthy i mean i know there's health inequalities but it's remarkable you look at four-year-olds being active you know in the school playground or something they're incredible they don't walk anywhere they run everywhere yeah, and if you run everywhere yeah yeah folks exactly. of them they look like yeah. these are amazing beautiful runners society beats it out over them over time unfortunately yeah. so what we see is we see these we see these these young four five six-year-olds in vast majority of cases getting a real joy for being active chatting to each other messing around in the park playing and then we see these really really unfit and unhealthy adult parents running with them and it's wonderful i mean my local junior park run is is four and a half years old now and so we've seen some of these these four five-year-olds they're now eight or nine they were pretty fit they stayed fit they've got a bit quicker and we see the, their parents like huffing and puffing and having to start <laughs> to train to keep up with their with their yeah. eight-year-old. But of course, little does the parent realise that their eight-year-old has now done 100 junior part runs and they've done 100 junior part runs and they don't even know it. And, yeah. but they're, they're fit. and you see the parents transforming in front of your eyes over the years because their children are taking them on this journey. And then you see them gradually, the parents dipping their toe into a 5k and all that kind of thing and so yeah. i think for us it was we felt that although many families can participate together over 5k many many families particularly the families most in need of physical activity and and, and socializing and so on they couldn't participate together over 5k and junior part run so 2k's on exactly the same barcode registered the same way completely free every single week christmas day new year's day all of that stuff um but, but allowing providing that that more accessible thing is seeing these families engage together and and it's mm -hmm. i mean it's a joy to behold it's an app you know you see it and we know from our research we have yeah i think in the uk off the top of my head i think we have about twenty thousand kids take part on a sunday i, I get confused with the number sometimes i think yeah. we have about twenty thousand kids take part on a sunday alongside them we'll have 45 adults we know this because we count we have counted them well we do count them fairly regularly we'll have yeah. 45 adults walking or running 2k with the children we'll have 45 adults spectating and that's hugely valuable they're stood in the park they're getting the fresh air they're smiling they're laughing they're joking they're being active and we see about 25 adults volunteering so we get about 115 adults being active remembering the important definition of being active being moving of any sort being social and being outside we see about 115 adults 
being active every Sunday morning alongside the, each 100 kids. So for every 20,000 children we have taking part, um, we have, what is it, 23,000, if my math is right, 23,000 adults taking part without knowing they're taking part because exercise has become such a toxic word has been become yeah. such a you know we are some for some reason people assume you should not like it and so you've got these twenty three thousand adults moving being outside being social smiling laughing joking without realizing it so it's wonderful i, I tell you it's it's absolutely i think we could talk for hours and hours tom on uh, this topic because there's there's so many spin-offs on it obviously we've got to have you back on and talk at maybe some of those other topics sure. but uh, it, the key thing i think if for those everyone who's listening watching is do enjoy it whatever the distance wherever you go just get out and about and enjoy the activity as a group or not as a group and what i love as you're saying the junior park yes. run and the kids love it and i can only speak from first-hand experience with my two is that they love to do their own thing and there's nothing more empowering than just letting a kid run free and pun was intended there just let them run free and they run naturally and as you said often as we get older it gets beaten out of us but when you see young children they just running free-flowing almost like um, the way Elliot Kipchoge ran, ran his sub to it's just like poetry in motion when yeah. you see children running it's organic it's natural it's like poetry in motion and yeah, uh, it is. It's, it's fantastic so you know if you love it do it but thank you so much for your time tom coming on the show here and and talking to us it's an absolute honor and a privilege having you and and no what thank you, you guys do with parkrun and how you're helping not just uh, the children and adults but everyone all over the world i've even done my z in poland um <laughs> the other month oh you're better than I'm, me <laughs> i'm not my z yet i i was uh, um yeah it was a uh, a long story, but I won't. I'll, I'll do that uh, once we're recorded. But thank you so much, Tom, for coming on, and have a great day. And and uh, we'll speak soon. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much.